Hey, this is Chris Howard here at AfterBuzz TV, and we're going to be rolling here momentarily with The Prophet episodes 14 and 15. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. You know what I never realized? What? That it's AfterBuzz TV, and it looks like a bee. Well, you know what? Sometimes the mic covers are just all black. Okay. Or like all one color, like they're purple. For you know, we have accessories here. We color coordinate we our We do set. color. We're going to talk about that in a bit. So Chris Howard here. Welcome uh, buzzers here for the uh, the Prophet. And of course, we've got episodes uh, 14 and 15 today. Really good episodes. Good episodes. So we're going to be uh, enjoying sharing this with mm -hmm. you. You can reach me, reach out, join the conversation with us. This is, uh, we want this to be an interactive love fest. So please uh, write to us, tweet to us. Uh, hit, I just I just attempted to go on Periscope. Yes. Katarina <laughs> uh, uh, is still single. Paris Periscope uh, instruction, mm. private instruction, hit Chris Howard yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Hit me up for that. But I'll give you a lesson after this show. <laughs> so you I'm, have, I've been on I, my Periscope is popping. We're going to do a Periscope lesson at the end of yeah, the session yeah. here because we're talking about business. But uh, you can reach me at, at Chris Howard Live on Twitter and Instagram as well as uh, you can go to LegendaryLivingDaily.com for tips, mindset, inspiration. Mm. Uh, that's really cool stuff. And then LegendaryLivingTV.com for the YouTube channel. The blah, blah, blah. My the blah, YouTube channel. Blah. And it's a great We're, YouTube channel. Thank you. Check it out. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Where can we reach you, lovely ladies? Everyone can find me at Naina Drake, N-I-E-N-A-D-R-A-K-E. That is not Drake the Rapper, but Drake, my real name. Drake um, On Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, and and uh, Periscope, but actually to my website, NainaDrake.com, or on my Facebook, DJ Naina Drake. Beautiful. Yeah. And I'm a little tougher to find. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Katerina Kazaya, so fairly simple. You can also check me out, though, daily via my website. It's globalgab.com. It's global-gab.com, where I chit-chat with you, I gab with you about things trending internationally in the news. Beautiful. Yes, yeah, so and this week we had a couple of uh, big earthquakes in Japan. Oh, we another did, didn't big we? earthquake in Ecuador. Yikes. So we were, you know, wondering whether or not people are worried out there about earthquakes in California. If you're in California and you're watching this, hit us up because we've been taking some polls lately. Right, really? Okay, mm -hmm. that's, uh, that's fascinating. They say yeah, there it's are all some, connected uh, and it's global warming and uh, it's getting a little scary. Really? Mm -hmm. We need Al Gore. We do need Al Gore. <laughs> oh, Lord. Uh, oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh, let's okay. get into the show. So let's jump into the show. The show is on. Um, these were really good episodes. We yes. watched episode 14 and 15. And uh, number 14 was a revisit to Standard Burger. So we went back mm -hmm. there. This is a mm -hmm. company that Marcus helped out previously. And then the second episode, uh, we went to Wicked uh, with the candles. Yes. And so we're going to talk about both of these. Uh, first of all, uh, let's go to overall impressions of episode 14, mm. Standard Burger. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, but what was, Naina, what was your uh, overall impressions of this particular episode? It was so intense. <laughs> it, I felt like I was like in a um, what do you call that ultimate fighting yeah, like, it it was, like I that. was on the edge or of like on Jersey Shore Th was, and that's exactly yeah. what I said <laughs> Jersey, I, I, I Joel, Jersey Shore with uh, Goodfellas kind of mixed all together and oh my god up. it was like <laughs> Jersey Shore meets ultimate UFC fighting that's and a burger okay <laughs> it was like food fun and fighting it was all, all that Italian passion food fun and fighting yeah, yeah. it was, it, was it, 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 it does have something to do with that oh absolutely I'm half Italian so I I know a little something about it, but I'm, something I'm gonna something. I'm gonna defend our aggressive, our yeah. happy aggressiveness. Happy. <laughs> it's always it always comes from a good place. Well, Aww. these these guys these it was, so it was five friends that launched this uh, standard burger, burger and joint. Yeah. the burger joint. Mm -hmm. We've seen this episode. I mean, it's from a previous episode, so this was a follow up six months later, and uh, they had done, they made a lot of progress, mm -hmm. but there were a lot of things that weren't. Uh, moving at yeah. the pace that they wanted to. Katarina, what were your overall episodes? Or so, episodes, uh, episodes, uh, overall my episodes. Comments, uh, my feel. Yeah, um, feel. You know, I enjoyed feel. this one. I enjoyed the passion. It kept me engaged. There was the drama coming in. Yeah. Uh, I think anytime you try to get five guys together, especially guys that are friends, I don't know if that equates necessarily to success in business, but I think they did a really good job, and I think it was good that Marcus checked in on them. 
because uh, he got them back on the right track, and we'll right. go into that here in some detail. Yeah, detail, detail, detail. Uh, so yeah, we're looking okay. at the so, details. You know, well, no, the I mean, details the, are, the yeah. details, no, there's lots of details that uh, are relevant here, because mm -hmm. we. The, the, but the fighting, the infighting amongst right. the friends, I think, was, was the big deal here. Right, yeah. yeah. You had Joe that went very aggro. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like, unnecessarily, I've, I, I kind right. of know. Yeah, he, he was had very like little trigger. Little things would trigger huge emotional yeah. responses. I mean, his face would turn purple as he was mm -hmm. yelling at uh, yeah. his friends Sammy. and yeah. at Sammy. Yeah. Um, have Have y'all seen that in other places in the business environment where people uh, switch like that or get really angry? Have you ever worked with anybody like that? Uh, I've never worked with anyone like that. I stay away from people like that yeah. because I mean, it's it's not just a physical thing. Like if we could have muted this episode and just watched it without any volume and mm -hmm. hearing what the conversation was behind it you would have seen that it. Yeah. it was it was still overly aggressive so i just stay away from people because it, it drains you emotionally and it's like mm -hmm. contagious so i stay mm -hmm. away from bad negative people like that right. so it's very intimidating it's, it was all intense, about the intimidation for right? no and intense. yeah and i got the sense that he was uh, joe was really justifying it and he uh, he that was an aspect of his personality that he liked, embraced, and uh, right. wanted yeah. to keep. Yeah, you know? and yeah. probably has cultivated over the years. Right? right, he's used this before to, you know, be the alpha male or try to be the alpha male. I'm not mm -hmm. saying that he was, but he uses that aggression and that physicality. Yeah, he and, looked like a, um, a mean guy, like a tough looked, guy. Yeah, right, but, like, but yeah. did, did, did the toughness accomplish anything? Right, no. Or would some yeah. solid communication skills have come? You know, into right. play a, a little bit better for him. Might have saved his yes. job actually, because right. uh, yeah, so Marcus got, ended up getting rid of him. What? Um, so Marcus comes in. Yeah. They're doing. Uh, they had had a, a substantial increase in sales, I believe, since the mm -hmm. uh, time that Marcus had come in. Yeah, Six they went. Months. They went from Six half. Months, yeah. They went from fifty thousand uh, a month to one hundred and eighty thousand. Uh, to one hundred and eighty thousand, and there was, was like a seventy-three thousand uh, dollar. Uh, what was it? Uh, gross uh, profit. Right. On that, yeah. which is not not. Shabby. Not bad at all. Yeah. What, um, huh. So the, the people problem still wound up being a problem in here. And all my mm -hmm. notes I just lost because sure. my computer crashed. Right, right, but right. <laughs> but, it's, uh, but well, I noticed well, that the people problems were yeah. were huge, especially between him and Sammy. Him and Sammy. And, and, you know, the mistake they had made originally was they had gotten rid of Fuji. Fuji was right. the cook, mm -hmm. the, the brother, chef, Sammy's the, brother. Sammy's brother that mm -hmm. knew how to actually make the good burgers. Right. So thankfully they brought him back. What I found interesting was the fact that this team... When they went to the um, to the cook-off, to the big world fair, let me... Let me Time just, Magazine. Uh, Time Out. Because it was Battle Time Out Magazine. Burger. Yeah, Time Out New York, right? Right. Yeah. To the so Battle of the Burger. Yeah. And they ended up winning. This was 50 competitors. That's pretty amazing. burgers in yeah. New York City. Yeah. This has got to be a damn and good Time burger. Out Magazine is the entertainment right? uh, yeah. magazine yeah. for New York. That's like it's a that's a big deal. To I trust to win their that. Yeah. their competitions and their mm -hmm. perspective on things for too. sure. So for sure. we don't know if there was any you know under the table type stuff that mm -hmm. happened to get them to win, yeah, 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 or so. if it was just their valuable, amazing burger. Well, and, they did have Marcus there with them and television cameras, you know, and that can never hurt. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But, so, but you know, you yeah. go back to Marcus's three P's, which are people, process, and product. Yeah. In this case. The product was good. The process wasn't bad, right. but it was the people that was the disconnect. Right, that was the and biggest disconnect. we hadn't seen yeah. that as mm -hmm. often in recent episodes. Yeah. Well, they did have yeah. an issue with the process, though, too. They While did. things yeah. seemed really good on the surface initially, mm -hmm. when Marcus went back to the kitchen, um, some of the actual up three meals yeah, in a row. Yeah, the employees were trying to like blame Marcus, like you came in here and you threw us off. He was like, "Hold on, <laughs> these orders were placed before I even got what here." Did you, what did you right. think of their addition of the? non-original menu items that were you popping up on the chalkboards oh, and stuff. That was oh. that was him being just extra. I yeah, mean, I mean, I think... The, him, he, Joe. Yeah, yes. You, like, so they, what they ended up doing was they put in a $6 version of the burger mm -hmm. um, so that they could have a lower price point on their offerings. You know, it was $7 right. for the standard burger and it was $6 for... This, uh, regular this, burger. this regular burger, this regular burger, right. which was just a burger that was With minus lettuce, the minus <laughs> yeah, the so the well the uh, I, maybe I get the two names mixed up, but the six dollar burger had it, nothing on it, right? right? It was just yeah. a burger and a bun. Yeah, and it was just a burger and a bun, and then it, they wanted to up it another dollar for the lettuce, the piece of tomato, and, and the onion. And, and yeah, and Marcus is asking these guys to do the math. They're like, "How much is that?" And they're like, "Well, it's at least 
50 cents more. Guess There's no way is. that the condiments and the little uh, right. accessories for the burger are going to be 50 cents. Right. That's like 10 cents maximum, right? right? And yeah. so Marcus brought out the calculator <laughs> and the weight machine, and he was up there weighing those onions and that lettuce and the tomato. And Marcus was like, we're going to get these numbers right because that's how he operates. He but likes to operate you under numbers. You can't operate a business by guessing, right? right? I think this was his point. Yeah, Joe was guessing. And all guesses show. aren't created equal because some people, right. you know, Marcus's guess would probably be far more right on than uh, Accurate, Joe's yeah. guess. Well, yeah. you know, they had a problem. They had a, um, a challenge this show with the food cost, yes. right? So typical food cost for a restaurant of this type is... 30%. Around right? about 30%. Mm -hmm. that's, so that's what he wanted to right. hit. Was, oh, no, at, he wanted to have a 30... A 30 uh, yeah. or less. Yeah. Right. But they were at 34. They were at 34. Which, no. which is fascinating. Did, did that surprise you at all that he would quibble over just four Absolutely, because yeah. on a mass scale, that definitely adds up to a lot of money, right. loss or gain. So Marcus is going to count every single penny. And when that onion was a penny <laughs> he was like i want to, <laughs> i want to know that it's a penny and yeah, not they were saying 10 or 9 cents, cents. The nine cents for the joe, onion right? joe's argument was well this is our biggest selling product well sure it's your cheapest right yeah. right so the minute he points that out to them they all said they're going oh but you got to get the logic of i mean if you're there and you're like well we need to make something easier for people to get yeah. you get why they would do it but sure. they don't understand the ramifications of it when you yeah. really look at the numbers and well, stuff. Well, you know what they could yeah. do is they could offer the the, the regular $7 burger with the uh, with the veggies. Yeah. And people can pay $7 and take it to their table and take off the lettuce, onions, and tomatoes, right? And they've got $7 in their pocket. They yeah. don't have to necessarily offer I'm getting confused burger. between the two names. Between the, right. you know, I would think that you'd go with the standard burger would be the $7 one. But they, they had the names reversed, right? It was just a regular burger. Was was, I, I seem to remember. I don't remember what he called them, but I just know that the, the joint, difference, you know, the difference that, yeah. didn't make sense to me. I mean, right. but I think what Joe was trying to do was was work off of the psychology of how he orders food, right? Right. So if if he as a person walks into a restaurant and I see something that's five dollars or six dollars versus seven, I'm always going to go for the lower amount. And right. he was he wasn't using dollars and cents to justify that. He was you know, going with that, what he felt was that's, right. Yeah. That's why he's a. Uh, I mean, using that lower psychology mm -hmm. theory. Right. That's why he's not on a yacht. And market. Well, and Marcus because said he's lowering the quality of everything in his life. Yeah. And, and by reflection, the quality of the amount of money he makes. The qu yeah. Quality, just, quality, quality. Yeah. It was bad. It was. It didn't. It, it didn't. It didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I don't eat burgers. So I mean, I eat veggie burgers. <laughs> but you know, at, at the end of the day, I do enjoy as a consumer i enjoy the condiments on my sandwich i don't want you to a la carte me every <laughs> single piece of <laughs> ketchup <laughs> lettuce tomato more ketchup you want to yeah, that's like when you go to the airport it makes and they me say feel like you're trying do you have a bag why yes i do that's uh right. hundred dollars more makes, it really <laughs> makes you as a consumer it makes that's you good. as a consumer not trust the vendor because right. you're like wait a minute so why am i are you trying to get over on me yeah it seems kind of shady from advertising a yeah. from a consumer perspective because you would expect that to be there the, the yeah the, what did what did yeah. we think of John the franchiser uh, I thought his he was suggestions. Awesome. Uh, I thought it so was smart. so neat that they brought this aspect into mm. it and started to package and I loved what um, Marcus had said mid-episode where he said you know we're uh, our job is not to we're not in the business of going and finding places that mm -hmm. we can rent out and opening a mm -hmm. second store we're in the business of Getting a box, mm -hmm. uh, you know, polishing right. it up, making it look great, and selling and, those boxes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the franchise model, mm -hmm. and I think it's brilliant for from a business learning perspective to see at this phase in the in the business mm -hmm. that yes, if they get the business, because we've seen in other episodes where people were too quick to go to the franchise. Right. Whereas in this one, if they get the business model and they get it working sure. and it's right and it's firing on all cylinders, then all right, now let's take mm -hmm. that and our new business is selling these. Right. And right. So I love to see the prep for that. I love to see John coming in for that. Mm -hmm. um, what do y'all think? What's uh, your thoughts? And I think it was typical, Marcus, to be yeah. very strategic and have a core foundation and then build from that. And that's right. always what Marcus likes to do, whether it's a product or a service or whatever type of business it is. And that's just what he was doing again, right. which was really, really smart. And again, Joe didn't make sense of the, <laughs> he couldn't, they actually I, they wrap their mind around right. it, why yeah. like why can't i build this empty like why can't i use this retailer and the really good point that marcus made when he showed up to the non-existent under construction 
wannabe <laughs> retail location was he was like, okay, what are the other vendors or other retailers that are going to be surrounding our business? Mm. Right. And are they our same demographic that we're trying to attract? And if they're not, then why are we are here? We why here? are we situated right. here? And right. I, along like a, a, some years ago, I did some commercial real estate and I was working with a real estate developer to like scout locations, right? And so you deal with people. Did you look at all those factors? They that look you at touched on? well, well, we were selling. I was with. I was on the side of the real estate developer. Okay. And so when it came down to the retailers wanting to rent space and do contracts with us, mm -hmm. which those contracts are very long term contracts, right. anywhere from like five to ten years. So you're so, talking like in shopping centers and stuff. Absolutely, right? strip malls and things strip like malls, that. Yeah. And so yeah. when it came down for them, us presenting them the space and what type of options that they could mm -hmm. have with it, they were always questioning what the other retailers we're that were already be. that have already course, bought in yeah. and then also what is the demographic of the neighborhood mm, you right. know and that's what Marcus asked him he, he was like you need to know these numbers you cannot mm. know who's going to be shopping here because right. if it's solely based on foot traffic and not in an area where we're going to get other type of traffic coming in we're dependent well, on the other and, that and a nice benchmark that they, that they yeah. talked about was 8% typically for a restaurant 8% of your sales should go towards rent. And when they did the math on this new space that they were assessing, it was double that. Right. So they weren't they didn't sense. have their mind wrapped around mm -hmm. the right things to look mm -hmm. at, but they were looking in the wrong place altogether. So right. it's kind of like we're having a conversation about what the you know, what's the, the best place to sit in the car when we're about to hit right. something up ahead. Right. It's like we so his whole point was why why should we be? Why we were focusing in the wrong place? Yeah, you guys are just totally yeah. off base with the business model. What we're supposed to do is get this one working and then sell. And again, more back to the, the franchising. Yeah. What John brought in as a third-party independent person that was looking at it from a different view is he came in with two really good suggestions. Right. One was add some alternative options to the menu. Yep. And the second one was add a kids menu. Right. So those two things were missing, and you know, let's be honest, a lot of people out there, especially people heading to burger joints, have kids. Right. And so I thought these were really smart suggestions. Yeah, and in terms of the types of suggestions that uh, John was giving, what I also liked about uh, Marcus's stance on it was he was inviting those. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, hey, uh, right. so when I was looking at the sales conversation that was being had in yeah. terms of... You know, Marcus uh, ideally wanted to move John into the place where he said he raises his hand, and says, "Yes, I want a franchise." The first one, mm -hmm. uh, and so to watch how the interaction occurred, he's like, "So, uh, what? You know, what do you have? What uh, right. input do you have in terms of how mm -hmm. this is being run? What would you like to see more of?" And then he said, "Okay, let us put our proposal together for you. Mm -hmm. Let's take a little bit of time." So it was kind of neat that he engaged him right away in that way, right. and then had him come back and the conversation. You know, they 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 put in both the aspects, like you right. said, mm -hmm. the uh, what there was the kids menu and the hot dogs. The that hot what, dog. What you guys huge. think of the thirteen dollar oh hot dog? Never, first, I don't eat hot dogs. Right? And I would never eat a hot dog that looked like that. It was huge. Oh, right. and I love the hot dog. It, no, yeah. I'm, I'm so good. And I'm I would so pay good. Yeah, but you're single, I'm single too. I would pay $13 for that hot dog at 2 in the morning when I am hungry. <laughs> and I would go specifically to Standard Burger for that hot dog. You would, wouldn't you? Oh, absolutely. It was huge. It was like, yeah. Oh, it looked uh, great. They yeah. had a catch. There was a niche to the product. So right. aside right. from me there was not wow eating factor, meat right? at yeah. all, yeah, I don't eat meat. And if you mm. know what's in hot dogs, you probably, you probably wouldn't either. Yeah. 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 Don't so, say that. We're going to have the cattle industry or who is it? Like all the chicken parks industry. Yeah. Coming out, so, <laughs> but I'm, I'm all for it. So at the end of the day, yeah. I thought what was interesting aside from that was from a marketing perspective is they said, okay, we're going to have a niche product there. It doesn't have to fit into the lines and it's going to be different than what most people because I thought initially when they were in the factory yeah. that they were going to like show them some chicken nuggets or something right. because you think on a scale of a or a chicken based product because that's usually that they the came next in option. With a beef hot dog is an alternative to a beef burger. Yeah. I thought they'd come in with chicken it's or with something. That's uh, what I thought they were going to yeah, do. They could have very well done that. Right. I mean, but when you look at the personality of the guys and the kind of the crowd that they're attracting, mm -hmm. I get it. But mm -hmm. I also understand what you're saying. It's like, yeah, that mm -hmm. might have. Uh, and I'm surprised they didn't come in with two or three options, actually. Well, I, I feel like they probably did. The vendor probably showed them multiple options. Mm -hmm. But what, at the end of the day, they ended up having to do as producers of a show, you can't mm -hmm. show everything. So they probably cut that part out and just utilize what was in, you know, was the ultimate and Margins yeah, on hot dogs. The, gro TV. the gross margin on yeah. hot dog was was really good, right? Yeah, so the, uh, yeah. yeah. So we're looking at uh, bringing, margin, bringing uh, the cost back to where they needed to be. Items. What I loved was 
Marcus jumping on the phone uh-huh. and negotiating with the vendors. Absolutely. <laughs> right. And he got yeah, what he wanted pretty quick. Right. Right. They saved 10% in cost, which is huge. I mean, if you imagine yeah. 10% is, is huge. When, when you look at the end of the day, if a business makes 30% net profit, but they were able to glean that from the just mm-hmm. a couple of phone calls with the vendors having the willingness to ask. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think it was amazing. Madonna that said, if you don't ask, how are you supposed to receive? Right, and I mean this is biblical as well. But you're, uh, you're Madonna, very, Madonna you're very well. secretish today. I, I am. Are, I'm just coming out with just one liner. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? Were you listening one to the Law of Attraction on your way over here? <laughs> you, right. I bet you were. You listen to Bob Proctor. The, yeah. <laughs> hey, Bobby. I was gonna say Chris knows me well. <laughs> but uh, but now there's something to be said for that, right? Put yeah. put out what you want. Put your intent. Set your intention. And then work towards achieving it. And, uh, and, and, and most business owners wouldn't think of that. I mean, right. people are going in. There's a high rate of business failure, but most people wouldn't think, "Oh, I want to go and get those three percent, almost four percent, and that's yeah. what makes." But that it all adds up. It all ends up in the yeah. end, and it's like with credit. Like if you're a consumer, mm-hmm. they say if you have interest rates on any of your loans, whether it's a personal loan or auto loan or credit card, you always want to take the effort and make that phone call because mm-hmm. if you don't make the phone call, you'll never know whether you could have had savings, you know, across mm-hmm. your budget. And that's what he did, even though it was a, it was from an interesting perspective. And right. you listen to how Marcus pitched it to him, and he was like. You know, we're we're planning on growing this, mm-hmm. and that's why the vendor was right. lenient mm-hmm. with him because sure, he looked at the, he sold it in the right way. Yeah. future profit again. It's right. the big picture, right. and that's yeah. how yeah. Marcus looks at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you think of the controversy that happened in between all of this with Nikki? The employee. Uh-huh. Oh my god. Dad. Yeah. And hot the whole parking lot fiasco. Mess. That was a <laughs> hot mess. Okay, I want to hear That was very uh, yeah. Jersey Shore right there. Have you ever gotten Sorry, it on Jersey with a boss Shore. in the workplace like that and had it blown up in your face? Have I ever done yeah. that? I've never no, I've never <laughs> I've never crossed the line with any of my ever. employers. No. Absolutely not. Katarina? Well, I'm used to being the, the employer, so I've okay. never crossed any with my employees. Yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, guys. I think that's something that especially <laughs> yeah. if you're working in business, you've got to be, you know, you've got to keep an eye out on um, but again yeah I could see Joe wanting to get with the waitress I mean come on but, but there's no policy in place I think that's right. a, a, a policy type of a thing mm. uh, and I got you know I guess in my life I learned the hard way by making mistakes and mm. then afterwards get to blow up in my face but it's mm-hmm. like oh and not just in relationship to that but yeah. it's kind of I read a book by a uh, past CIA agent and he mm. talks about standard of duty and standard of care he mm-hmm. said when you don't have a standard of uh, of care in place, or some at least some sort of a policy in place in terms of what should be done versus mm-hmm. what shouldn't be done. Then you have problems. But then you've got the people that they have to go implement, and that's so you get the rules in place. Mm-hmm. And then you've got them that's they've got to keep the they have the duty to to make sure those rules stay in place. Mm-hmm. And hence why we get uh, speaking of global gab, you mm-hmm. get. Uh, the Secret Service agents, I think it was Secret Service agents of uh, Hillary Clinton that were over mm-hmm. and they were in the pros- with the prostitutes and stuff. Yes. And, uh, you know, the <laughs> prostitutes were uh, apparently uh, funded by the drug d- dealers cartel, and the car- yeah, drug cartel. Yeah. So you get in compromised positions mm-hmm. and we saw a compromised position. And, you know, I... I never you, evaluated you, things from that perspective before right. I got in the business and made mistakes. Fair enough, right. And, yeah. and, 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 <laughs> and it's like, okay, you shit, learn, you got to right? clean up your act, yeah. right, because, yeah, you live and learn. because you can be in a compromised position mm-hmm. and, you know, you can, because on a global scale with global politics, there's like a lot to be won or lost. Here, even here, I mean, a, a, a scandal like this can be huge. It can mm-hmm. demoralize yeah. the rest of the oh. employees. It can... Um, <laughs> You know, Terry. Thing. So the guy, uh, Joe, was uh, sleeping with the one of the uh, waitresses, and then uh, fires her. Right. But the thing is, yeah. okay, it's it, one thing he was sleeping with her, which he shouldn't have been. Right. Second thing, the way he fired her, he fired her over the phone. Now this is someone that was employed at Standard Burger for. Did he email her or years. over the phone? No, no he, he did just, it over the phone. Over the phone. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, three years yeah. employment. Yeah. Oh, she was there for three years. Yes. He said that she was still in training and right. evaluation right. or something. That's yeah. what he said. She's three under years evaluation. Later. Yeah, she uh, you was there for three years. Why she was a little bit upset, right? Um, but again, you get the uh, you get her dad in there, also named Joe. Yeah, he you know? shows up. Now this is weird. So Marcus <laughs> is out there, uh, and you've got Sammy, uh, one of the five owners, and the one who's the largest equity player, mm-hmm. who's uh, calling Joe out. He says that uh, Joe's bullshitting you, Marcus. He's feeding right. you full of uh, crap about how well things there are was running. A he said, she said, he said, he she said, said, he said. Yeah. said. And then, uh, just as they're getting into this. 
this girl's father <laughs> shows up. And it, I, I literally started laughing out loud. Yeah. I thought, oh my. <laughs> that had to be coordinated, Marcus right? Marcus was like, I'm surprised you didn't whoop his oh, ass, oh, and oh. I would have done that. That's Absolutely. the father, right? It so was Marcus so was surprised that the father him. didn't whip yeah. the Joe's ass, the, the manager. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, right. you cannot treat people like that. Right. Joe was absolutely, unequivocally, undeniably out of line. There was no excuse for it. What he did was unacceptable from a business perspective and a personal perspective. And it's not, this is the thing, at the end of the day, when you're dealing with people and you're in that position as a business owner, it's not always what you do, but how you do it. In the same way that Marcus fired Joe is the way Joe should have Taking that young lady through the through the right process and protocol right. in order to fire her. And what, did no think, what did you think of Marcus firing Joe? I guess he demoted him. Um, he demoted him, but yeah. I think he totally should have fired him. He couldn't have done well, too much. Well, he was much. an equity owner, so he, he couldn't. Right, right. that's what I'm saying. Him. There was the limit to where right. Joe's you know power sure. was in the company, right. so that's why he didn't let go of him. But at the end of the day, I'm glad that Marcus did the he right set thing. The he let him go. Yeah, yeah. and I would have actually done worse but I guess it cooled Joe off because when he came back at the end of the episode he was like more happy he seemed more at peace but Joe needs to go for anger management and training Joe if you're watching (laughs) this you need to go for anger management and training (laughs) unless you've already gotten it just like you get a bill and they say if you've already paid this you don't have to you know deal with it you can (laughs) ignore this notice but Joe, you need yeah. training. We want to hear from you at home. Do you think yes, Joe please. needs anger yes. management? Does Joe need anger management? He absolutely tweet, does. tweet us at <laughs> Joe needs anger management. Hashtag Joe. <laughs> Just tweet us. <laughs> tweet us. Reach out to us. Let us know your thoughts. Um, what did you think was the the most important business learning in this episode? Let us know what Let you think know. is the most important business. Yes. That what was fascinating for me, and I think that's good that they get to see. Uh, or that we get to see these types of interaction because this stuff happens in the workplace all right. the time. Yeah, and like I said, you know, for me, if there's no policy in place, and I've I've had you know enough years in business to know that I've I've made mistakes along the way yeah. because once you lose moral authority in mm-hmm. relationship to the you know you you go over those boundaries, yeah. then and you're in an evaluation, uh, you're, you're sitting in an evaluatory. Mm-hmm, perspective mm-hmm. in relationship to that person, it becomes very difficult to then say, well, here's where you're missing the mark, here's where you're doing mm-hmm. this, and it, it carries less weight for me. Sure. It's interesting, because I had um, I had a conversation with Richard Branson, who does okay. the, he lost the Virgin Companies, yeah? yeah. Um, so this was back in 2008, and I said, so what do you think about, uh, you know, whether you, because there's different theories about how close you get with employees mm-hmm. and that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he said, that's a bunch of American rubbish. Huh. And Meaning? I, yeah, I said, what do, you, what do you mean? He said, well, no, I party with my employees. He says, and then he, then he was quick to say, drink. I mean, drink. <laughs> right. And then it usually stops employees. there. Well, kind of, sort of. I mean, you see Richard shaking up the bottles of champagne but do you, do you, and popping them Do you them believe that that actually creates t- a team environment? I, well, there's, I th- you Does know, that build loyalty? Because I worked at Club Med for six years, mm. it was very much integrated. And mm. so there were no boundaries. Like, and it's a French-owned company, sure. which is you know yeah. a little bit more risque if you yeah. you want so there weren't the type of uh, solid rigid boundaries mm-hmm. they didn't have the uh, the Americans are the most rigid with respect to all of this yeah than, I don't know but, but I can't say uh, I you know Club Med had its uh, share fair share of problems as well as a result of lack of uh, the lack of yeah. those types of things so uh, you know sitting here at 46 years old I'd say you're mm-hmm. better off putting the boundaries in place and having the rules in place mm-hmm. and not Absolutely. having uh, room for the, uh, the, yeah. gray areas. The, the legal problems mm-hmm. and all the crap that can come from it and even just it's like pissing in your own right dirt the sandbox mm-hmm. right so that's but you the, just don't want to do that at the yeah. end of the day there are laws in place and things that protect employees and at the end of the day you just don't want to cross that line because what Marcus knows and he's been in the business for so long is that he knows that that young lady could have sued them well for we don't, we being, don't know for, that because for being improperly what, improperly oh, she fired what, she what, absolutely what, was fired. she ever yeah. properly employed though see this whole thing seemed very casual to me in terms of a business before she Marcus was getting a check yeah. She was getting a check. Yeah. She mm-hmm. was there on a consistent basis. She has probably, there's record of other employees that yeah. have asked if she, she was there. Sue. There's no she, doubt. No, yeah. she was an employee. At the end of the yeah. day, she could have sued. For and sure. I believe that is why Marcus right. did what he did in the way that he did it. Joe was Absolutely. a liability. Absolutely. Yeah. There's no way that, that, yeah. that Joe should have yeah. remained in that position. Yeah. Totally agree. I wouldn't want to work with him. I, I like working with people who, and, and speaking to the culture. Right. The culture of every company is different, right? And the culture of every country. That's why when I would go yes. work for a French company. Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Totally different than but that's here. why yeah. it's important for us to like kind of know 
what the vibe is before we join. It it's like it's yeah. like yeah, mm -hmm. it's like a marriage yeah. in a way. And yeah. you want to make sure that your energy and your goals and and how you work and your system is closely aligned. It's not going to be perfect right. because everyone's different, but at the end of the day, you just want to make sure that your cult that the culture of the company is a great place for you and you'll work well with everybody right. else. But it's what if you point, go yeah. in thinking that and then you start having a uh, relationship with your boss? And then things blow up. It's not up. like it hasn't dating happened before. Dating your original. Like that, dating your boss? Well, they were that dating. That happens all the time, though. They were dating. They do. I, oh, I yeah. know a lot of situations yeah. where it's happened. Yeah. And people keep it on the low, low. I know people who've yeah. met each other at work and they've gotten married. But right? most people, that's where I most just people don't meet. Do that. They right. meet at work. You <laughs> know? Yeah. You, yeah. I don't cross that line yeah. because it gets very, you know, when you mix emotions mm -hmm. and a lot of... You bring your problems to the table. We look at all the other episodes. Think about all the consistent issues that we've seen in most of these episodes. And every previous episode we talked about the of the profit. Yeah, it's over. emotional. Yeah. And mm -hmm. when you bring that into into play in a negative way, emotional in a good right. way, and always that's going to permeate everything. Yeah, yeah, it's it's literally, it's not cool. So I like yeah. to keep the workplace a positive vibe, fun vibe, productive, yeah. progressive vibe with all my people that I work with, too. I think, it's, uh, I think that's good. good. But I, what you, the point that you made about the culture of mm -hmm. the organization that you're working is going to make a difference as well. Because yeah. the reality is, is that there's so many different types of work environments where like when I was uh, you know I was teaching seminars on the road and I was we lived on the road. If mm -hmm. you if you weren't in relationship with somebody that worked there, then you didn't have a relationship. Yeah. You know, so, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. It's like how do you you know how mm -hmm. do you how do you manage all that? But uh, we see that once again it comes to people, process, and product. And the right. people issues in this particular episode outweighed. Yeah. If they can get yeah. their shit together, then <laughs> now, it do doesn't you matter think, how good the product is. Do you think that is, they right? managed to rein everything in by the end of the episode? I think it's, I think it's, a, a, it's a work in progress, yeah. right? <laughs> it's still a work in progress. I, I felt like even at the end of the table when the last scene when everyone was sitting at the table and they like high-fived each other, right. I felt like it was good, it was better, yeah. Yeah. but it was not where it where Marcus would where like it to be. Like it right. to be. Yeah, and, and especially mm -hmm. if you're looking to franchise. Now, that's one place mm -hmm. where you really have to clean up everything. you got to be by the but book. But they did get their franchise at the end of the day. Right, well, it looked yeah. like it. They, they, they got a, a handshake. We'll see. Okay. I believe it when the money's in the bank, right? right. But exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but um, but it looked like they were moving toward the franchise uh, model, and they're moving in that direction. But that's where you have to be really, you know, you, like yeah. I've, I've talked to some people that train franchise, uh, and, yeah, yeah, franchise yeah. owners, and they say, if you, I, I say, how do you, uh, how do you really get the culture to spread in when you've got multiple people and various locations? Yeah, and various how do you do that? And he said, well, it's, yeah. he said, all you have to do is be very strict on the guidelines, uh -huh. on the brand guidelines, yeah. and call it every time somebody's out of mm. adherence mm -hmm. with the brand right. guideline yeah. every yeah. time because it lets slip. I guess you have to, yeah. One slip becomes two slips. And the thing with the franchise slips, yeah. is the, the whole premise, the whole uh, value is the consistency. If there's no consistency, it's not going right. to work. You yeah. know, I want to know when I'm pulling into that drive-through and I'm over that counter that I'm that... going to get my hot dog. It's going to be the same one every time. The dollar hot dog, yeah. But that happens a lot when you go to different. Like I love Tender Greens, right? It's an LA thing, y'all. If I've you guys are watching, Tender Greens. What? Yeah. Oh my God, their hummus is the best in the world. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's it's a it's a restaurant out here, yeah. and there's several different ones around the city. And right. most I actually restaurants just like drove that. by one. About it's so good. It's ago. healthy. It's really good for you. So anyway. I notice when I go, I've been to at least three, four different ones in the city. There's one in Studio City, Hollywood, Santa Monica, and somewhere else. So I've been to different ones, and I order the exact same thing. Okay. Every time I go yeah. to the restaurant, I go order the exact same thing. I want the $13 hummus. And it's hummus, not the same. <laughs> it's actually two fifty four half order, $4 for a double order. But um, it's not the same. Mm -hmm. And so what it's forced me to do, from especially speaking to this episode, is it's forced me to not go to the other, like, branches of that same restaurant around the mm. city and go back to the one where because I know it's what? the best. Oh, because, oh, because, because they're different. That exact same It is horrible as right. a customer right. because so. I'm looking for one Tinder particular thing. Listen up. Get I your get hummus that, right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> get your hummus together. <laughs> now, um, but but that and, and there's other things, but that that speaks to the brand consistency. Yeah. Like if, if right. you don't have the product together on a consistent basis or you don't have the culture together, you don't have the consistent experience yeah, yeah. like it's it like you go to McDonald's you know away. what you're getting I know yeah. you don't go to McDonald's but you do know you what you're getting if you go to McDonald's and like yes. it, they even have that at Whole Foods because I was over in 
Mar Vista. I was living in Mar Vista, and they had two Whole Foods, one that was down on Venice and the other one that was uh, closer in the Mar Vista area. But the Mar Vista one, or, actually, I can't remember which one it was, but one of them didn't have the full... Uh, like the buffet, the, the, yeah, the buffet of the. the I know exactly yeah, what you're talking about. I've been there, yeah. And I was like, well, so what's this? Like, <laughs> and I go there expecting it, and when right. they don't have it, it's like, oh my gosh, that's too bad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's city um, to city too. Yeah, I so there's no brand at, consistency yeah. at Whole Foods in Chicago, and Even there are the, certain items that they make. We have the second largest Whole Foods in the world Whoa. in Chicago. Wow. The first one is in London, and the second one is in Chicago. Huh. But there's a specific type of tuna salad that I eat, and <laughs> they do not make it in any other Whole Foods in. Uh, around right. the country I've went to the one in New York and, and in LA and it's interesting how they switch things up I understand that the consumer may want different things in, in different, different cities ju- yeah. but if you're in the same city right mm-hmm. the product should be consistent across the board yeah I agree with you I agree with you anything um, else to wrap up about this episode and then we'll go into the next one because we're uh... I wish the boys well yeah yeah, yeah. no I hope they do I, I'd love to I'd see like that to, roll I'd out I'd like to have to... a standard burger next time I'm in New York yes they need a veggie burger on the menu guys you need some options for veggie people there you go they want it they want it they want chicken they want veggies <laughs> um, no chicken just give me the veggies y'all got hot dogs and burgers there give you us go. a veggie burger there you go Perfect. So uh, let's move on to uh, episode uh, episode fifteen, yes. which was Wait, wit. Yes. What y'all think? I, I like the candles. I, I love the I first like the ones that too. he did. I the like the pre-drip yeah. candles. I love those. Very right. gothic. But, I love those. Yeah. The, I, see, I like the goth style yes. and all that. And what was interesting in this episode was that Marcus took uh, Mark, who was mm-hmm. the it was Mark and Sam was mm-hmm. his wife. Uh, they had a, a candle company called mm-hmm. Wicked, and it was mm-hmm. basically drip candles. It's this unique uh, uh, styling thematic of candle. Candles. It was thematic. Mm-hmm. It was goth, and it was very. They, they, I think they described it as being the tortured artist type of uh, a feel to mm-hmm. it. A higher end candle that was selling at forty dollars, which Marcus thought was too high, but. I got that brand. I also got what mm-hmm. Marcus was saying because the the whole episode was essentially about Mark falling in love with with what he thought mm-hmm. everybody wanted, but it was so niched that mm. they couldn't. Uh, I thought it was a fantastic yeah. approach and a fantastic right. product, but so very niche. Yeah, uh, they didn't. They hadn't turned a profit in five years. Yikes! So you'd think yeah. five years into yeah. this business, you may want to check yourself and say, is anyone buying this? Right. So he's... he's it uh, was an emotional, a very... Mark and Sam, I think Sam, they, they were the cutest couple. I, I thought like Mark them. and Sam looked adorable together. And I love when husband and wife teams can work together mm-hmm. and create, you know, like somebody supporting the dream of one other one. I, I right. thought that was amazing how they as a team were working, were able to support each other, even through the stresses that they were going through. Mm-hmm. Right. But at the end of the day, I liked how... Sam knew, she knew her husband well. She knew when to allow him to share his story Mm -hmm. and why he was tied up so emotionally attached to the product and then couldn't get over dealing with other people and relinquishing that power and control. It was hard for him. But I love how she didn't try to speak for him. Right. She just waited and said, you know, it's not a good time to talk or, you know, let she just took a step back and I thought that yeah. was very graceful of her. It was, it was she was yeah. supporting what he was doing mm-hmm. and letting him but it and you get how a lot of business owners would fall in love with the way they think that the market it's kind of like you know designing something that you feel the market would want but mm-hmm. never checking with the market right. and seeing if that you know the yeah that and lack candles of, it's funny the candles are a very competitive business. Right. Mm-hmm. And you know they had a lot of good evidence to, to cause them to believe mm-hmm. that they had a good business. If you look at, at their distributorships mm-hmm. they had had uh, American Apparel didn't was an American yeah, American Apparel, apparel. Yeah. Urban, um, urban, urban Outfitters yeah, yes. yeah sorry Urban uh, Outfitters <laughs> um, but they had some uh, serious outlets that were uh, that were selling these candles I personally I like the design and when they ended up going to at the end mm. I get the uh, the broader the broader appeal. market appeal plus uh, I get the basket because they ended up going to uh, putting things in baskets right. small baskets mm-hmm. that you can buy of with the candles and with other types right, with of the Harper Group there yeah yeah, yeah I totally get that because I've I, mm-hmm. personally in my own consulting I've advised the I've bundling had, yeah I've had clients come to me say uh, you know I've got this business for scented oils and stuff like that and it's like okay where are they going to find the market for scented oils right. well you know maybe if you ba- package it and you yeah. bundle it you could create yeah. some sort of a bathroom bag mm-hmm. a, a, right. a body shop or something like that 
and then you've got a product that you can actually sell for at least a fifty dollar, sixty dollar, right. seventy dollar price point. But uh, you know, little oils, uh, mm -hmm. good luck. And so mm -hmm. I see why he wanted to go the candles that way. Mm -hmm. But do you feel either of you or both of you? Do you feel like any of the original essence of the brand was just completely lost? Yes. Yeah, so and I thought that was and a is that good or is that unfortunate. Bad? I disagree. Yeah. I what lost do you, the, you, I, you don't what? think so. I thought I think they lost the the um, their their their. They're the factor that differentiated them. The X factor, the yeah. thing that, yeah, yeah. But, the tortured artist feel. Right, yeah. Well, this is the thing, and I, I think Marcus was very good at explaining this, and he wanted them to be a design and scent company versus just a candle company because, again, Marcus looked at the big picture of the brand, right. and he saw the quality of the design that they had right, in so their Mark back had pocket. That talent he had that to, talent yeah, that and that, that resource in his back pocket. They didn't right. even have to outsource that, which actually right. saved them a lot of money. Sure. If you have to hire a staffed designer or even contract a designer out for your business, it can get very expensive. So that was a benefit that, that Marcus saw in them. And then two, they Sam was really good with the scents. She did their focus groups. Right. You know, she took time with it. So I, I think it was a great balancing of them. But at the end of the day, it doesn't mean that they can't go back to mm -hmm. the kitschy, more edgier design and style of things. Marcus needed to yeah. Marcus needed to focus them in order to get to the big picture. Mm -hmm. right. And you know, like at the end of the day, that's what it comes down to. It's going to yeah. increase their bottom line. Mm -hmm. Their business is going to boom and grow, and it's going to make more what sense. What did you think? Of Get it a hundred percent, you know. I know. Yeah. Why, um, and so the new name. Let's talk about that. What did you think? I thought it was very classy mm -hmm. and very chic. So what was the new name? The new name was. It was his last name. Hudson? No. I meant I meant to write it down. Oh, I, I thought you wrote it down. Yeah, I thought I, 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 I did not write it down. I was just about to say. So if you know the new name, name please let us know. Oh this gosh. is your participation part. Oh my gosh, part. it's at the tip of my tongue. But, but I did really like it too. It was very classy, yes. right? Compared yeah. to what they were, what they had before, it was it was very classy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's um, I like I said my thing crashed yeah. just before I came out. I'm like, dang, you know, it was all my notes and stuff. But I mean, it's not hard to get the essence of the episodes. The the so going toward the new name, the baskets. I totally get it from a financial mm -hmm. perspective because yeah. if, if you think of how do you market those types of original candles, mm -hmm. uh, store uh, stores and shops okay, but it seems to me online sales would probably be most of the where mm -hmm. the sales would come from, yes. and you could do a niche marketing campaign just for those, mm -hmm. but. That's not going to change anybody's you know, world from a financial they're, perspective. They're fantastic you know? housewarming gifts. They're great presents if you're going to sure. go stay at someone's place. Right. They're, so um, you know, they're, as a product, as a as a line as a of the product. product. Yeah. yeah. And the, but with the bundle product, you get okay. Now we can start to really because right. the bundle product you can send them out, ship them out worldwide. Mm -hmm. There's so much. And it that can it be done feels more luxurious, honestly. Like oh, I yeah. stayed at some amazing hotels, and they 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 look at things from that perspective too. At the end of the day, you want to maximize your brand and your product. And if and if I as a woman love this scent as a perfume, mm -hmm. I will probably like it as a shower gel or a lotion as right. well and so and I would like to find it yeah. offered in those yeah products instead of instead of you having to make it yourself because then right. you have to go home and find other things that are similar yeah. and and it actually what what's dope about it is <laughs> they didn't say they had dope in there no it's no, it's <laughs> fine dope what's a yeah, great yeah. <laughs> thing about the way that they package their products is that when you layer scents like that right they intensify them and they last longer it. so it does a couple of things for the product itself it right. helps it last throughout the day a lot longer mm -hmm. and it makes it more stronger and more of a potent smell because you're yeah. layering the scents if I shower sure. in that people tell and me that's I put the and then I'm just a walking flower basket okay <laughs> in a good way we're gonna package yeah. you <laughs> uh, yeah people tell me I smell potent but I don't think in a good way they've yeah, tried think, but yeah, yeah, you know yeah, I'm priceless the thing that was interesting <laughs> even with the candles, with the standalone candles, they managed to take the price point down mm -hmm. from the original $40 range to $27.28. Yeah. yeah. Good shift. And again, that was a competitive yeah. range. And that's will. It's so yeah. important to, to know that. Um, I see when they, you know, this shift over to baskets and the, mm -hmm. the big shift that occurred 
losing the you know losing the idea that he that Mark had to stick to what he knew and and that but he could he could listen to the marketplace find mm-hmm. out what they want fill that need contribute his gifts in this mm-hmm. unique way where he's now filling a need that's really out there I mean now he's opened up to birthdays, holidays, mm-hmm. the Christmas season, right. the, for these gift baskets. And not, not just Halloween candles. Not just Halloween candles. Right. Right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that was a very niche product. Right. Sometimes the niche can help you, exactly. and sometimes the niche can pigeonhole you and actually hurt you as a business. So right. I thought it was, it was good that they were able to, and then like again, it's not to say that they can't go back and create something mm-hmm. that is very special in, in that gothic in that gothic way. Or, but they're going to maximize it seasonal. because right. they have different things to offer. I like the special edition kind mm-hmm. of, and you know, even even though I know uh, Marcus had a bigger point that he was making because Mark was holding on to the whole idea that every candle had its story. Right. So he had the story, the story, the story, and he was and he was holding on to that. Now the story is a whole lot of work. I understand that it came into the design process, and I don't think Marcus was so upset that um, that every candle had its story. If that came into the design, he would have let go of it and not said much, except for the fact that Mark was defending it so much mm-hmm. that it must have the story. I don't care how he does, does his design work as long as he gets there, but Mark was so... Mark was stressed, okay? Yeah. Mark had $30,000 yeah. in debt. He owed mm-hmm. Sam's dad, and he had $600 in the bank. Oh, it was Sam's be, dad that put in the 20 yes, was it? Yeah. Yes, and I would be trying to hold on to every penny I had too in my emotions right. and as a as a man there's so much that behind the curtain that goes into that it's like well you you, you, you saw his provide. ego get checked when Marcus called him a, called the business a startup and he said well right. no, no yeah. we've been around for five years and and Marcus I feel said, like well, you, you look at your debt equity ratio no yeah. sir you're a startup hell I've been a was, startup all my life yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a lot it was a lot for Mark to deal with and I feel like I understand his stress, you right. know, like yeah. I get it because one as a man, you're there to provide for your family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't able to provide for his family, unfortunately. Not only that, his business, what he thought was a growing business, ha- is like was like on a very intense. Yeah, he wasn't really. He was kind right, of in denial, wasn't he? Yeah. He was yeah. in denial. Yeah, he was. Yeah. and he wasn't very willing yeah. to work with others as well at the beginning. But that, of the that came from his that came from his ego being yeah. hurt and the stress. Like mm-hmm. people don't take the time to get their mind right before they leave the house, right? Like mm-hmm. when they say you meditate, get your like mind right. you know, especially in a in this business world, if you're an entrepreneur, it's it's so much that you have to deal with. You don't yeah. have like a set schedule where you got to show up every day but with their business they were entrepreneurs so it was 24 hours. It, it becomes he an didn't obsession. Go to sleep you thinking get, about it, especially like, if and especially when you're working with your wife or your or your husband, it goes you take home that with home. you. So yeah. you have no mental release. So I felt I felt bad for Mark, and yeah. I'm glad that Marcus again was able to step in, not just as a psychiatrist, which he always does, <laughs> right. yeah. but he stepped in as like a dad. And it was it was cool for him to be able to talk to Mark about his family issues mm-hmm. and and where the source of the problem came from and how he didn't trust anyone, and that was why it was hard for him to work mm-hmm. with that candle vendor because it was great in the moment when they mm-hmm. were all there together because yeah. Mark felt like he had Marcus and Sam there with him. They were all in the factory. But when it came down to him dealing with them one-on-one, mm-hmm. he didn't follow up because right. he felt like they were going to reject him. They were going to do him wrong again. And it was going to take him back to his early days. So of, a bunch of fear. It was all it this was psychology yeah. and the source of where that was coming from. So right. I'm glad that Marcus was patient enough to see that and try and pull that out of him because he almost didn't do it. And yeah. Marcus mm-hmm. almost walked away. It's not the first and, time, and though, that, that he's done that. Either. No, yeah. but you need that. You need that self-assessment, that self-improvement, yeah. in order to grow both as both your business and yourself, yeah. and to right. be able to fuel yourself to give back to your business. Yeah, for sure. The um, yeah, the fear was ba- it was a major component that was blocking. But and that's once again to Marcus's credit, he has the ability to go in there and talk to people because yeah. these issues are nine times out of ten people's mm-hmm. people issues. You know, we've seen the the improves the improvement in process, obviously. Uh, getting outside manufacturers and that type mm-hmm. of thing or bringing yeah, in the reps and distributors. Yeah, yeah. Those things work, but then, you know, the, the end of the day is it comes back to the people that are involved. And right. that's kind of what's neat to mm-hmm. see, uh, you know, the conversations that occur. And, uh, you know, it's 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 not rocket science, mm-hmm. It's uh, but 
there's there's definitely some uh, there's the know-how. You know, the, he's like a mechanic for these businesses, and yeah. it's neat to see how they do it. He's like and a, again, I mean, a we superhero. Wish a superhero. Samuel. That's what they said. Literally. Yeah, that's what uh, Mark said. He said, do you, "What are you, Clark Kent?" He said, "It's <laughs> crazy." Like Marcus yeah. has like this magic wand. He and goes he's in on these in businesses. Eighty-five businesses Eight? now. 85. Wow. On the show? Or not, no, not no. on the show. Yeah. In total, it's been about thirty it's, on yeah. the show. I think. Well, yeah, totally to the tune of about thirty-five million dollars. Well, on the on show, the show. Yeah. yeah, he the show. totally should have been the new boss of The Apprentice. Um, well, he's got a new show coming out called The Partner. I know, yeah. which is like a spinoff of The Apprentice. But I right. feel like that brand, which was already established, it would have been awesome. Brand. Yeah. yeah, it would have been great to see Marcus there because I feel like Marcus, he really has got his chops like polished, and right. he knows what he's doing. Right. And for everyone that trusts and knows and supports the profit, right. hey everybody, <laughs> um, right. it's cool. It would have been cool to take him on a grander scale sure. mm-hmm. and let that audience that that follows The Apprentice of more an entertainment side get to see him do that. Totally it would have been yeah. really cool. And Because honestly, know, he'd probably be more well-qualified than he's Arnie would absolutely be. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely more yeah. well-qualified. Absolutely. Right. In yeah. terms of business turnaround and that type of thing. That would have been uh, awesome. Uh, you never it, know. It but there could be more drama if Arnie brings his maid. <laughs> we don't want but, none of them problems. Okay. I'm just kidding. Love you, um, but uh, <laughs> all right. So, um, so what were the biggest learnings that y'all took out of this? You, you, oh, you wow. have a business. I mean, you're a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also doing your on-air broadcasting and that type of thing. Yeah. Are there are there things from these two episodes that you can apply uh, directly to your business? Which, if you did, it'd be more powerful. I definitely, and I work with a different businesses doing right. freelance work, um, but at the end of the day, I definitely think it is important to subtract emotion mm. out of your business. And we've seen that in other episodes, right. especially this one. Subtract emotions and it's be not, patient. It's easier said than done. I, you know, and have the, patience. Yeah. Like it's not, it's not, it's not personal. It's business at the end of the day. And right. if you do that on a personal level first, and then deal with whatever you're dealing with, it'll you'll get to the bottom line right. and subtract all that and and it won't the drama won't happen that's one two i definitely feel like you got to deal with your skeletons in the closet Mm -hmm. because they not only affect you they affect others and they affect people that depend on you if you have a family they also affect your business and your consumers so it's really Mm -hmm. this intense trickle down effect that happens and so if we're mindful of what we've been through in our past we've all been through something right right you know we all have issues growing up Nothing. None of us had a perfect life growing up, right. so I we think that's really did, important. <laughs> no, I've been through. So I've probably been through more than uh, either of us put hey, together. Hey, everybody here in the me. building, yeah. Trust me, but yeah. it, it's. I, I think that's really important to deal with that stuff, and um, and then you'll ideally be successful as you know an employee of a business or running your own business. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Thank you. What about you, Katarina? What, you... um, what I liked about it was just the What big learnings? On... What big learnings? So the big learning for me for was you. just to make sure you don't keep your uh, business too narrow in focus. Right. Um, I think you need to take a step back and make sure you address your efforts towards something that is going to bring you some returns. Right. Otherwise, call it a hobby. Don't call it a business. There you go. Yeah. Right. And that, that's where they really would have been heading uh, sure. too. As they well. were they were heading there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they um, were. Okay. Big learnings for me from these two episodes. I mean the the people issues, and I you know I'll agree that uh, deal with your shit because mm-hmm. if you don't, everybody in the world has to deal with it as well. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're pulling our music on. They're like, well, enough of your shit. <laughs> so we're going to wrap this sucker up. Um, tell us where we can get a hold of you, uh, Katarina. All right. So thanks again for watching. We love being here with you. You can catch me at Katarina Kazayas, Instagram and Twitter. Beautiful. At Naina Drake on every social media. Go to NainaDrake.com directly. Boy, she's consolidated. She's aggregated. She's got it all together. She's merged entities. We are uh, at Chris Howard Live. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter on uh, LegendaryLivingDaily.com for tips and motivation and LegendaryLivingTV.com for YouTube. And make sure to download our podcast at iTunes so that yes. you can get this stuff drip-fed, IV-fed into your system. And uh, meet us next week for The Profit. Woo-hoo. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz Buzz you later. later. We got it. (laughs) 
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.